Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon supporters. Find out more about how you can listen to this show early and also ad-free for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash sunranto. Uh, this version of the show is brought to you by my bookie. And uh, now I know there's a lot of football fans out there in uh, Sunranto Landia. And um, I don't know, some of you guys like to bet. So why not bet with my bookie? MyBookie.ag, it's the premier place to bet on all your favorite pro and college football action every single weekend. They have the most up-to-date lines and the most prop bets of any sports book on the planet. So if you're going to bet, do the smart thing. Bet with the best at MyBookie. Now, if you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little and win a lot, they've got parlays. You can pick your locks for the week, put them together in one magical parlay bet. When they all come through, the rewards will be gigantic. Um, so if you're just tired of sitting there on your couch and just watching the game with nothing to gain, um, well, my bookie wants to get, well, your mind off everything and you back into the game. Well, the best part is if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. If you put in $1,000, they will give you $1,000. That's double your initial deposit, so you can use it all on your favorite picks. Don't pick the bears. They stink. Uh, Use promo code CHAIR. That activates the offer. Promo code CHAIR. I hope you know how to spell CHAIR. (laughs) Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game Let's go Cubby Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento Michael Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Boutros Golly Sunrento Michael Sunrento Cotton Sunrento and the lovable Lucy Michael Cotton <laughs> you sounded like your head was going to pop off, Cotton. <laughs> oh, man. Welcome to the Sunranto Show. I am Danny Rocket, and I'm joined by my two good friends, uh, Michael Cotton out there in Colorado. Eh? How I'm you doing, here. Michael Cotton? You're back I'm, from I'm, Wyoming. Now, please right. don't talk about Wyoming. I shouldn't have even brought it up. No, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm. I'm yeah. I yeah. don't want to think about it. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to drink it away right now. It's one- I'm, I'm down in some bootstrap brewing insane rush IPAs trying to drown away my weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a couple sips into my vodka drink myself. So I I went on TV and I talked about the Cubs sober on CLTV, which is a local Chicago station. And uh, just a little 10 minute thing with uh, Josh. From, yeah, uh, I, I saw the 30-second clip you put out on Twitter. Yeah, dude, I wore a pink ruffled shirt because I wanted to out loud outfit Luis Medina. You did a good job of it, but I I, I got to ask you, Danny, because... <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on. And Crawley's here, too. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and Craw- <laughs> Crawley didn't yeah. get it introduced. Not, not yet. I was Danny getting to it. I was getting... Ooh, it's 
psychedelic. I hit it twice. Ooh, it is psychedelic. That was yeah, pretty cool. Slight delay. Um, <laughs> hi, Crawley. Yeah, so go ahead, Crawley. What were you going to make fun of my outfit about? No, you you, you and I have both been on CLTV before. Um, and uh, the, here's the That's- thing. The first time I saw you on there, you were in traditional Danny, Danny Rocket garb. Sure. Uh, I think like a T-shirt, vest, hat, John Baker Day hat. And, uh, you know, I just remember when they told me to come on, they said, you know, you want to be a business casual, which I had to look up. Yeah, I don't do they, that. They said, don't dress like Danny. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so when I saw you this time, I was super impressed, you know, with the, the Tony Clifton suit. Listen, people do not tell Danny Rocket. Anybody named with the last name Rocket does not get told business casual. And that's <laughs> why everybody should change their name. It's well, something you nailed cool. business casual. Yeah, I gave him. I gave him what casual I had. for your business, yeah. the business of show. Sure. That yeah, that's my business exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fresh off that show, and I figured I'd talked about it sober. The Cubs sober on that show. I'm going to come on tonight, talk about the Cubs and baseball, drunk or, or getting while well, getting drunk, which At is this how point, I prefer. Are we just talking about baseball because what, what the fuck are the Cubs doing? Last episode was so boring, I decided that I'm not going to have another boring episode. I'm at least going to get drunk during it. it yeah, if, pe- if people are wondering, I fell asleep halfway through that show, and that was just me talking in my sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you were asleep talking about the Cubs. So, um, well, hi, hi Crawley. Uh, you didn't really get a proper inter- introduction except for the uh, psychedelic song. So how are you? I'm doing good, man. I had the uh, Crawley Garage sale today, so... Uh, I saw this. You got a lot of shit to get rid of. Bobbleheads and the sliding coin bank. And hey, anything nobody buys, you should donate to uh, one of our charity events. There you go. I got, I'm sure I'll have some stuff left over. I, I, I'm, it's getting to the point now where this obsession's not getting healthy, so I had to kind of drop some things. Yeah. In other words, your wife got mad at you, and she's like, <laughs> you cannot... You cannot put another shelf in this closet, Crawley. I was buried under a pile of T-shirts that are never worn and bobbleheads. And uh, Crawley's kids are getting old enough that they're going to need that parking space in the garage. It, it was really bad. So I, you know, I, I, I was, uh, I sold some stuff today. So it's kind of moving quickly. Nice, Crawley's garage. Well, you've got a lot of great shit because you always show up early. You get all the great shit from Wrigley Field. You're, you're first in line. Yeah, uh, you know, it's uh, I, I, I don't know why I like SGAs. It's, it's just one of those weird habits or hobbies that you got to have, and uh, I just like it. You know. SGA. I'm not familiar with this term. Yeah, I, I was kind of the same boat. SGA stands for uh, Stadium Giveaway. Oh, I um, see. So you got to know the lingo. I, I see. I would have gone with SEG. Just shit everyone gets. <laughs> no, no shit. 10,000 people get it. It's an STG, which I believe is something Carlos Martinez has. But, <laughs> um, well, speaking of uh, diseases. Uh, there's a play that I'm making right now. I'm writing all the music for it. Real brief plug. It's going to be at Trapdoor Theater. We open December 5th. We go for eight weeks, uh, Thursday through Saturdays at 8. And I can guarantee you, you have to come because Carrie Wood will be at every single performance. Ooh. And I will be at one performance. Yeah. But you have to guess which one. Which one? So buy tickets to all of them. Shit, I don't even know. But uh, no, it's a <laughs> it's a great show, and um, it's it's really creepy and spooky. And uh, it, 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 wait, it's a it's a Christmas play. 
<laughs> what can you say? Of now? course. Hey, nothing. The, the greatest Christmas special every year is a Christmas Carol, and it's fucking creepy and spooky. Yeah, the guy loses his job. He's got no money. His son uh, is disabled. It's a disaster for everybody. And at the end, some rich guy's like, all right, here's a ham. Which- <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, I, I, I watched that differently. Well, there's a My, bunch the of, one I watched. There's a like, bunch of ghosts in the middle, and, yeah, and scary shit. And at the end, he was like, he fucking touched by death. Well, sure. Metal. That's my dad. Death metal. No, 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 no. You're right. I. You know what? I got two weeks to put this thing at two and a half weeks. I need a little death metal in my show. You're right. I'm getting on tomorrow. You're right. You just composed ten seconds of this piece. Oh, my God. If my voice pops out of one of those speakers, oh, I it, will shit myself, it's which un- won't be nice for anybody else in the it's crowd. Un- <laughs> it's unfortunately going to pop out soon. I'm going to play the the dulcet tones of your terrible singing voice <laughs> very shortly. Oh, um, yeah. That's the thing that I want to get, into, get into here a little well, bit. We will. Oh, yeah. We Talking will. Talking some shit about my singing. But, Look, yeah. I'm just trying to put art out into the world. Oh, it's, it's art. I, I'm trying to make the world a better place through my my wonderful voice. Well, uh, the the ranters and friends will be making the world a better place on uh, December 20th. It's another plug for a, well, it's just a party. We're going to go around. We're going to sing songs, Cubs Christmas songs uh, that are currently being written on uh, December 20th. And we're going to all meet at Nisei Lounge at 7 o'clock. I'm going to provide a bunch of song sheets and we're going to get drunk and roll around Wrigleyville and sing. Well, uh, you know, uh, I actually, while going through my shit through for uh, Crawley's Garage Sale, I actually found the original song sheet from Club 400 when we did the original caroling. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's a collect. I, you're you're not going to sell that, are you? Oh, hell no. That's a, I'm <laughs> yeah. going to get autographed by you, man. Sure. Well, someday. Oh, dude. No, you, you, you Xerox that shit and sell it like a regular, like a like an original. Yeah. yeah it's, but Xerox what? it, then you fucking sit. Uh, a beer on it, so it's got a ring, and then you know you sell it. Oh, this was the original. Oh yeah, maybe this, crumple this it was... up a little bit. Ah, get, that's a good plan there. Get get Miggy Montero to sign it. He was there that night. Yeah, he go. was. He was. That was a lot of fun that yeah, night. He, I, I know it was a, ri- a fucking shitload of fun. You guys gave me two thousand dollars towards a guitar. <laughs> I had a great time. <laughs> it was two thousand sixty nine. Sixty nine. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Got a giant check, yeah. It was very nice. Yeah. Oh, thanks again, everybody. That was yeah. It's Thanksgiving. Oh well, it was for me. Yeah, it's the anniversary. (laughs) It's and and the Club Four Hundred Christmas party uh, where I got this giant check this year. I wonder who's going to get a giant check this year. I'm assuming it will be me again. (laughs) <laughs> That's going to get another two grand, which is great because I'm really short for Christmas. <laughs> um, really short because we bought all those tickets this week. But I believe there are still tickets to come out there. Mesmer's going to be out there. And let me tell you, put a beer in that guy and uh, you'll hear the behind the scenes. And the funny thing is, he's all, I think we're also playing some bingo. So uh, Wayne Mesmer, Bingo, and Beer. I mean, that's getting me prepped for CubsCon early. Oh, wow. We're playing Wayne Mesmer, Bingo. He's hosting Bingo? That's my understanding. Oh, man. That's the cost of admission right there. Well, you know what? That's a great way to give away gifts at a Christmas party rather than, you know, just, I don't know, a raffle or something, you know? Like, you do the Bingo. 
Well, at Club 400, I mean, it's so much fun if you've ever been there. And Stuart, who, who's, whose house, who has this incredible Cubs man cave. Uh, Some you museum. Know, we, ha- we, ha- we have a, a lot of fun events throughout the year that he has. And, uh, you know, sometimes it could be 200, 200, 300 people. This is one of these really nice kind of smaller ones that you really kind of get to just meet other people and other Cub fans. It's not really like no one's going to, you know, I mean, there's, I'm sure there's some people going to get tickets just to see Wayne Mesmer, but in general, a lot of us that are going to be there friends and, and it's a great chance to kind of meet some people and just kind of hang out in a kind of a cool atmosphere. Yeah. I, do you know what he should perform out at Club 400 sometime is his um, leper play. You, you know, the uh, Father Damien uh, priest of the lepers play. You, you know about this, Carly? I know about it. Uh, so, some Club 400 went recently to some of his, uh, he's had a couple of different kind of events, but uh, that'd be an interesting <laughs> crowd after a few beers and Jaeger shots. Oh my God. <laughs> we got the Club 400 crowd, crowd at the <laughs> leper play. <laughs> With some Jaeger bombs in him. Oh God. <laughs> See, now I want to go. Remember all those other times that he did it. I was like, I know I should go. And then I'm like sitting there and I'm like, well, I could go, but I could also sit here. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I guess I'll sit here. Well, anyway, he's not going to do the leper play that night, but we're going to have a, a great time. And we're going to sing Christmas songs, uh, Christmas C- Cubs Christmas songs, little preview of the caroling. And we've had a little bit of a controversy between Sunranto extraordinaire listener, Bill Sugas, longtime listener, great friend, almost died at Miller Park one time. Um, <laughs> he... He wrote it. Sorry that I'm laughing that he almost died. <laughs> well, you guys are in a beef right now. I can understand why you'd want him dead. So it's, it's a hip hop beef. He wrote it. Yeah, you guys are like the Biggie and Tupac of <laughs> of of Christmas <laughs> Cubs podcast. Hashtag dismiss. 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 It's a dismiss parody. So I got to play this. Bill Sugas, um, with a Christmas song. I know I've already done this one. But Michael Cotton continues to rail against old people being umpires. One day, when he is that old person, and he gets age-discriminated laid off at his job, he might think of 20 years earlier, perhaps he shouldn't have been such a dick to old people. (laughs) Okay, Boomer. With love, a song for Michael Cotton. I think his wife has to play this for him because he's too afraid to be on Facebook. Dude, and he did. He nailed it. My wife had to show it to me. Michael (laughs) Cotton. Michael Cotton. Thinks old people should be forgotten. His favorite movie is Logan's Run. (laughs) In 20 years, one day, his son. We'll unplug his life support machine. <laughs> we'll unplug his life support machine. <laughs> oh, oh, it's I so did. good. Brutal. And honestly, the I'm Logan's Run reference, perfect for this podcast. Is, is that your favorite movie? Oh, for sure. I, I've never seen Logan's Run. No, I actually haven't either. Yeah. But, I'm, but you know what? Bill has me looking to watch it. I think it's on Netflix right now. So uh, I will watch it and we'll do a, a review of it next week. Bill Sugas is killing the offseason, though. Just killing it. So uh, now here's uh, you wrote mm. back. Uh, no true hip hop beef. You wrote this on Twitter. No truth. True hip hop beef is complete without an answering track. This is for you, William Sugas. 
No Danny and Lyle and Michael and Crawley. Yes, that master and Sarah. Dude, it's unlistenable. But do you recall? Where'd you get the music from? The most oldest ranter of all. Billy the red faced ranter. <laughs> Hated when I called him soul. And no, I didn't ask him. Oh, you had the key for like three seconds there. Called me out in song so bold. There you go. All <laughs> of the other ranters. Missed it by that laughed much. Laughed at all his Xmas song. They never let poor Billy know that he was so wrong. <laughs> then one cold opening oh, day, there, there. Billy came to say... You really lost the key Michael, there. Michael, with yeah. your take so <laughs> you right, You're back in. won't you boo the ums tonight? Michael and Billy <laughs> no. high five. Just can't, can't, as they can't shouted match the key down when you're going into booms. the different section. <laughs> Billy the red bass ranter <laughs> loved to boo the shitty ums too. Finish strong, though. Finish <laughs> strong, finish strong, finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, you might have one of the worst singing voices I've ever heard. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but I, I put a lot of heart into it. Well, I, I, I put a lot of thought into whether I should say that to you. <laughs> and I no, like, no, no. Like, no, it's entertaining for the show. I'm good with it. No, my, I played that for uh, my boys, right? So my boys are actually in band. You know, they play drums and Yeah, trumpet. your boys have talent. Piano. Obviously from yeah. their wife. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my oldest, his very first comment was, yeah, you were off by like half a beat to the song the whole way. <laughs> yeah, the rhythm wasn't strong. I was listening to, you know, there's, with, you know, maybe I'll give you a voice lesson when you come out. Yeah, we'll, do, we'll do a little ha, 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 you know, that kind of thing. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's Christmas songs. Come on. Oh, well, and you got to plug your book. Santa goes to the stripper pole. Yes, Santa. <laughs> <laughs> when a mall, it, it's a it's a children's book about how a mall Santa from the South Side goes up to Wrigleyville and uh, works as a stripper. It's a wonderful children's book called "Going North to the Pole." Well, I, I want you to write your follow up children's book, and I've got an idea. I think it should be uh, how R- R- Ronnie got his woo back and make it a Christmas story. And, you know, Ronnie can't find you know, his I'm, woo and he I finds have, his woo. I have actually worked on that a little bit. Maybe yeah, I need to see, find it's that an old file. idea. Well, um, I got one more Christmas song to play. Speaking of Ronnie Woo Woo from good friend Daniel Nielsen. Everybody It's my favorite part Michael Cotton 
that, that, that was beautiful. That brought a tear to my eye. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's hilarious. I had an um, idea that I, I think we should do an entire uh, Ronnie Woo Woo. This is so cheeky. This is as bad as my, uh, you know, don't let the uh, responsibility exceed the pleasure or whatever it was. I forget. The, I always forget the phrase. Accountability. Um, but I would like to do an entire Ronnie Woo Woo Christmas album and really get Ronnie Woo Woo to record the album. And we should probably do this soon because the guy is old, let's face it. <laughs> no, but, but I'm sure he'll do it. Yo, oh, he will absolutely do it. So we just get a bunch of like karaoke tracks of famous Christmas songs and he sings Woo unabashedly. Can we can we get yeah. it on video too just so that it's like like the Nat King Cole special where we got like a fire <laughs> in the background and and, and uh Maybe maybe Ronnie's got a cardigan or something. Yeah, and he, but he doesn't sing the lyrics though. See, that's just it. He doesn't go have yourself a merry all out of tune like Michael. No, Cotton. no, no. He just he just comes in for the woos. Yeah, he just goes. No, that's all he does. He goes woo 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 woo, and every single song is just woo. But wouldn't it be better? It's a terrible if, album. It's an awful album. But it's a great. Wouldn't joke. it be better if it was the song? Somebody was singing the song the right way, but then Ronnie comes in and goes, "Woo, woo, woo!" woo. Just absolutely <laughs> does not hit it at all. You make now, your, you make your album. You make. I'll make mine, and we'll see who hits the charts. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Christmas tracks, have you? I know you've submitted a bunch to the ESPN contest, uh, the ESPN Radio contest. I've here submitted in one. Officially, I've submitted one song, which I'll which play. Which one at the end is of the show. what I was going to ask you? Uh, which one? Did he I put do? it out on the Ranters Patreon. Is yeah. that the one that you submitted? The yeah. uh, accountability. Yeah, Ross's yeah, yeah. accountability. Ross's accountability. Right. All the nonsense has to stop. I liked there it. There we go. I liked it, but but my tie guy still kind of gets me every time. My tie. Maybe I should play that at the end of the show instead, because I I do believe that my tie guy is the song that made me laugh the hardest as I was writing it. Um, Nicole, my girlfriend, was laughing in the other room as I was writing it and singing it because she heard me laughing and then like came to, like it, uh, I mean just the idea of Chris. If you know Chris. Well, then you love Chris because you know him and uh, just singing that song about it because I love giving him shit because let's face it, the guy elbowed those kids out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> he ruined their night and uh, they're probably damaged for the next, what, 50, 60 years. Yep. And he did it with such like casualness. You know what I mean? He like, did it with kids- joy. He enjoyed hurting those children. <laughs> He just he saw the ball. He walked down, timed it perfectly, one elbow, and he's got the the Schwarber home run ball. God, the kid can't see out of his left eye anymore. So you've got a Mai Tai guy Christmas song as well. I don't know that I know that one right off. Oh yeah. The best part about it is, you know, Silent Night is such a beautiful song as far as the melody, and it's like, you know, Danny's got these just sad lyrics, but like, and you're trying to keep us like how he kept a straight face to record it. I don't even know. Uh, yeah, I don't know either. I, I, I probably because I didn't know the lyrics yet because I had written it, it five minutes earlier. <laughs> oh shit! Well, um, speaking right. of, uh, well, no, this is going to be a terrible segue. The Astros are cheaters. They cheat. They cheat. Oh wait, yeah. No, no, we're just going. Podcast on. We're going. All we're, right. Um, the Astros cheat. <laughs> Christian Yelich cheats. Wonder uh, Podcast, activate. Yeah. No, we're there. We're oh, at yeah, that part of the show. Cheats. 
Enough, enough with the Christmas we, niceties. Hey, by the way, we were on to the Yelich cheating way early, right? With the home runs at home. Brewers and cheating. no home runs oh, on the road. Oh, yeah. Well, everybody knew the splits, right? Yeah, there were... There, yeah, the splits and it was just, the whole thing about the lighting thing too is was interesting about you know people's belief about you know how the lights are different, etc. Wait, how are the lights different? Well, they did. me, and I don't think I I don't follow uh, Brewer conspiracy theories as much as I follow the Cubs ones. Right, go yeah. Something tell everybody to the about the that, lights that the. The that that the way that they have the lighting it, it changes when the Brewers up versus the opposing team. No, like, like they have a guy up there just shining it right in the player's eyes when he's batting. No, no, no. The, Something it's darker. That, no, no, there's not shining in his eyes. It's it's darker uh, when the Cubs are up to bat or the or the visiting team, and brighter probably for them. Mm. Or or maybe it's mood lighting. Like maybe they just you know they got their walk ups on. They're like, hey, dim it a little bit. We want to chill out. I don't know. But what did you hear about the lights? When the Cubs are up to bat, a a disco ball comes down and there's just fucking flashes of light all over the place. They all start flashing back to their days in Studio 54. No, and my. There's that that Logan's Run era reference. Yeah, I I never saw it. Uh, But my Dr. Gonzo (laughs) theory is that, you know, there's these giant air ducts that go all the way around. From the base, Bob Euchre, a statue of Bob Euchre sitting in the last row of Miller Park behind home plate um, and behind two poles, goes all the way around. These air ducts go all the way around, and there are vents that come out of the air ducts, and there are two right behind home. And then they go, they also have air ducts that are, you know, further down as you go down the foul lines, but up against the wall. But at the top of the stadium, I'm saying you can control the roof. You can control the uh, air ducts. And when the air comes out, and this is how Bill Sugas almost died because they don't have air conditioning. This is not a climate controlled (laughs) stadium. You know, it's there for nefarious purposes because it's not there to make anybody comfortable. They're trying to kill people. (laughs) But let's we have to maybe nip this in the this might be kind of like a, a here's an old reference, a, a love canal situation, <laughs> <laughs> which if you don't this know, is, if, if you don't know, we're covering the 1970s era Cubs. <laughs> yeah. Get Dave Kingman. Out oh, here. I got my Rick Russell trivia ready to go. My Rick Russell and I got uh, some Dave Kingman stuff. I'm oh, ready. I got I just got my brand new uh powder blue jersey. Yeah. I'm gonna straight I'm gonna put some Paul Russell glasses on right now just to freaking read my notes. No, um no, they have air ducts. They cheat with air ducts, they can press air out, and now I tell Luis, and I've said this on the show, everybody knows I feel this way, you all think I'm kidding because I'm always kidding, and this time I'm not kidding. I've sat up there for years, and because it's the cheap seats, and because it's behind a pole, and I've also gone up and sat by Euchre, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, hey, the Brewers are up. Did they just turn those fans on? Did you feel that air? Because you're sitting by them. And you can feel it. I'm telling you, yeah, they, you know. they they cheat with them. And everybody says that I'm 
you know, just being a, a crazy tinfoil hat guy, which I admit it's I've got no proof, nor it's a cubs- am it's a cubs- it's a conspiracy. But oh, there's your next podcast, Michael. Cubspiracy. Oh, no, everybody. no, that that's our that's our hashtag. Crawley got in on it last time. Hashtag Cubspiracy. If you have them, tell us. You know, we'll make that a segment on the show because we ain't got shit else to talk about. I forgot we talked about that. And we- hashtag Cubspiracy. Um, but uh, no, I. Uh, and the, yeah, me- yeah, let's the get Minnesota into it. Twins used to do that in the Hubert H. Humphrey Dome. <laughs> that cha- changed the air. Yeah, you don't remember that when they won their uh, their World Series. I was, was not. I was not aware of that cheating story. I was. Oh yeah, was it was the same that? story that they they had the air blowing out into the outfield when uh, the Twins were up to bat. Kent Herbeck, your record is tainted. <laughs> but I will say that this Astro thing is a big deal. I mean, this is you know when you take a look. Wait, at, wait, at, wait, wait. The Astros, what they do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fuck the Brewers. <laughs> no, no, but yeah. no. But it is yeah. the Astros. You're right, Crawley. Yeah, say your piece. I'm just gonna say. I mean, it it goes it goes when you see how the depths and the amount of people involved. Like a lot of these guys that were involved in this are now like considered the top tier coaches around the league. Carlos Beltran just got a job with the Mets. All this Espada, stuff. Espada, the bench Espada. coach. He was that's almost why like- Theo didn't hire him. He said, will you cheat? He goes, no, that's why I'm getting out of the Astros. I don't want to cheat anymore. And you're like, and well, that's fucking, not how we're going to win. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why Espada still doesn't have a job. They I'm only just, brought him in to find out how they were cheating. When I was, uh, there's been a lot of people, I think the Athletic broke it, but once the Athletic broke it, uh, there's a guy named John Boy. I don't know how many people, J-O-M-B-O-Y. Uh, follow him. He's the best. He, he's, he's been known for doing kind of just these funny clips, like lip reading type stuff on these videos and stuff. It's Baseball funny. fights and stuff. Yeah, just and he narrates them hilariously. But he, he has gone through and, and it was, uh, you know, it started out with uh, Mike Fears, uh, who used to be with the Astros, now with Detroit. And then there was a kid that the White Sox had. He had, he had an aneurysm. I don't, I'm not sure where he is right now, but uh, his name was Danny Farquhar. And he, he talked about how there was this whole garbage can situation that every time he they threw down the signal for a breaking ball he would hear this bang and so john boy went and found the footage and and sure enough after three four times of these guys just absolutely not swinging at breaking stuff when he keeps hearing that he starts going off the mound and he gets the catcher and so this is this is for real man and and you got to wonder about that 2017 world series for houston and just the effects that it had on a lot of people you know, so it's a big deal. I, I don't know if you would, you know, you could put it up with the steroid scandal of the 90s, but even then you're talking about the integrity of the game. I'm pissed off. I'm really fucking pissed off about it because it, you know, because it, Danny's a closet Dodgers fan. No, no, I, I don't, I don't <laughs> care who wins as long as it, it's, as long as the Cubs win. I only care about the Cubs winning, but what I, what I really care about is that people aren't cheating the fans out of a contest that we've paid a lot of money and paid these players a lot of money to perform for us and they're just out there banging fucking garbage cans like how ridiculous is that and how stupid are they to think that they can get away with it and pull well, them. that's what I'm mad about you're pulling the, hold on you're pulling the wool over my eyes 
about some, like, I'm not going to notice that some Mike Fires isn't going to come along and drop dime on you? You idiots. How stupid are these fucking billionaires that are running these companies? They go to Harvard. They go, you know, we, we just got our own new Harvard guy. You know what I mean? Uh, it, and, you know, these this, like, little boys club where they think they could just fuck with us and get away with it. It's it drives me nuts. Like, well, in the that's why it's world, a big I deal think to me. Can get away with it. Well, that's what it is. Like, oh yeah, sure. Well, let's short this stock and we'll move this number over here to that number, and then uh, you know the the sucker stock people will just show up at the board meeting and not notice. And you, hey, you remember when they built that field? It was called Enron Field. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> What bothers me? By the way, I'm just, now drunk. So I got <laughs> drunk halfway through the show. Uh, but mm, mm, the rest of the show is just dancing. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what what fired do. me up even more is AJ Hinch is is the manager of the Astros, and there's been a couple of times. This is not the first time that people have suspected the Astros of cheating, and uh, there's been some good articles out there about how the Nationals went to extreme lengths to really change up signs. Like they basically, regardless of if a runner was on second or not, they were changing signs all the time because of the suspicions uh, in the ALCS versus the Yankees. Uh, there was this whistling controversy where mm-hmm. where the Yankees were hearing whistling during certain pitch calls. And A.J. Hinch, they, they, there was a press conference that somebody put up that is basically, and I remember this at the time, He A.J. Hinch was incredulous that someone would would suggest that the Astros would ever cheat and don't use anonymous sources and put your name on it. Well, guess what, AJ? People have put their name on it now. And now, Mr. High and Mighty, we know the shit that you pulled. And you knew about this. AJ knew about this. This was a directive that came from the front office. This was not some rogue players coming up with a scheme here. This was from the front office suggesting that they look into using cameras and cheating to do it. They asked the scouts to do it. When they were trying to hire him, like this thing is snowballing right now. Like the story is unfolding. Like MLVB is investigating right now. Now, what that means, uh, you know, it took them an entire year to find out that Addison Russell's a lying piece of shit. And I think they're going to have to get to the bottom of this a little bit faster. Uh, but honestly, it, it does not seem that there's a going to be a good answer to how you punish the Astros at this point, because like what they did makes me feel like they just shouldn't be a team anymore. Like that is my kind of gut reactions. Like, okay, you guys, none of you can work in baseball anymore, but then I also wonder how deep does this go? Well, because you know, the tip of the iceberg, me- you know what I mean? The other thing that bothers me is that the one, one, some good points that Michael Fear, the former Houston pitcher, uh, Michael Fears from Detroit was saying was about how, you know, he was concerned about the young pitchers on his team. You know, you sit there and you, you go up against the Astros. Maybe you're some young kid in your third or fourth start and you get absolutely wrecked because yeah. they know what's coming. And then you get released. Career. Yeah. Then you get released because you're like, ah, oh, he gave up six runs in the fourth, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, you Darvish took him two years to get over that shit. Right. And there's the the thing about you because you Darvish is now in this. Yeah. Because bring it of, back to the Cubs. Well, and Christian Yelich is now in this, too, because like this has been really quite interesting um, because as this thing goes goes down, like the players that did not cheat are pissed, too. And that's who you really got to wonder who's what are they going to do? 
like how how are they going to react to this um you know obviously mike fires is the one that dropped dime but once one whistleblower comes out other people who are for the integrity of this game like this is black sock shit you know what i mean yeah i haven't heard anything uh and it's probably because i'm not paying attention but uh what are the Dodgers saying about this? Are they being mum right now because they're like, ooh, we might get a trophy? I, I'd say they're being mum. It's, it's, everyone's going to let MLB go through it, uh, through uh, the Crowley, process. Crawley, I shouldn't have said mum, and you should not have repeated yeah, it. Yeah, oh, my God. No, I was – I was. <laughs> listen, I didn't understand – I didn't listen to a thing you said after you said the word mum because I was like, mum, what, what a nice word – and I was like, why don't people say mum anymore? They just say quiet, which is a, a very harsh as, word. As soon as I said it, I felt weird. But when Crawley repeated it, made me it feel weird. Me, oh, I felt, I felt creepy. Like, uh, you was, felt creepy, oh. Crawley. <laughs> and <laughs> both of you. Um, oh man! So, but I, no, I want to get to the you and Christian Yelich thing because fuck Christian Yelich with a rusty chainsaw up his ass, which he is eating at the time. <laughs> um, but honestly, <laughs> cr- 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 Christian, took me a second. yeah, well, there there is a visual. Everybody, everybody, take a second. And, uh, you should have stayed mom on that. <laughs> but honestly, Christian Yelich, fuck him. To like come for you, Darvish, and and you, uh, Darvish, did accuse Christian Yelich of cheating. He did, and it's all Bleacher Nation's fault, which is why, <laughs> you know, you, Darvish might be learning a valuable lesson. But I'm really enjoying his off season on Twitter. It's so entertaining. Um, I don't know. What do you what do you make of this Yelich thing? Like now, Yelich, we hate him. Right? He's booed roundly. Oh, we day. hated him before, yeah. but now not that he's much. Get I kind of respected him. I was like, "Well, yeah, well, well, he'll take the heat off of." No, no, no. We just have more people to boo. We we've got booze in us to get them both. Oh no, no, no! He's gonna get the Ryan Braun treatment, though. I don't think he got the Ryan Braun treatment. Let's see if he will. Oh, it's use it as fuel like for Ryan Braun always has. Crawley, are you going to boo uh, Christian Yelich the next time you see him? Oh yeah, I'll absolutely boo him. But my level of hate will, will it's still not anywhere near Ryan Braun. That's 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 a level of hate that I reserve only for my worst enemies. That guy's a piece of shit too. But you know they can both be pieces of shit. We could just boo the entire Brewers game until we're hoarse and can't speak anymore. Our new our new T shirt should be side eyes and fish eyes. <laughs> side eyes and oh god, that's that's totally unsellable. I love it. <laughs> um, it the, is a complicated T shirt because nobody will even understand it. The except other, for the four people who listen to this podcast. You know, I, I mentioned it for one moment. The roof, I was at a game at Miller Park. In in fact, I think you might have been there too, Crawley. Um, was that the uh, Ivy Envy? I don't remember. I've been at, at a lot of games at Miller Park. But the the they closed the roof. They were about to close the roof. There was a storm coming in. And uh, there was a big discussion in the middle of the game. I don't remember what year this was. It was a long time ago, like 14, 15, something like that. There was a long discussion as to whether it was fair 
that they were closing the roof at this point, too. So there's just always been rumors around the Brewers and, you know, I don't know. They could cheat. I mean, look at their September record. They're like, turn on the fans, boys. Dim the lights. Let's go. We've got a bunch of number five starters and we're going to make this happen. The We're coming in Brewers, second. Too is that the Brewers are, are one of the most whiny bitch ass teams. They whine about everything. So if it comes out that they were cheating, I mean they they, they complained because I think the Cubs one time moved it from a one twenty to a three o'clock start because they were coming in from the West Coast. Well, something. they did get fucked on that. I, I will. Yeah. We we talked about that on this show. You weren't on just, the show then, but. They they just bitch about everything. They bitch about rain delays. They bitch about time. They bitch about everything. That if they actually, honestly, if they are in that situation where they're cheating, then you probably shouldn't be bitching. That's all I'm saying. Uh huh. Well, that's how I feel about Christian Yelich clapping back at all on well, you, Darvish. I'm like, is, the lady doth protest too much. This is exactly why the Dodgers are just not saying a word. They're like, fuck. Everybody's getting busted for cheating. We don't want anybody to see what we've been doing. Well, that's the smartest thing Christian Yelich could have done is shut the fuck up. And that's the smartest thing anybody could do who is cheating is shut up. And they don't because they're stupid cheaters. Draw no attention to yourself. Yeah. Just be like, uh, I'm going to dive into the background. Speaking of somebody who kind of was around a bunch of cheaters and now is part of the Cubs, uh, Dan Kantrovitz if I'm saying this correctly, is the VP of scouting from the Cardinals and is now um, a Cubs front office guy. Who do you replace? Well, essentially what he's going to do is he's kind of taken the job of uh, uh, Jason McLeod. Right, right, So Jason McLeod is going to do more of the – I don't know what Jason McLeod is going to do, but he's going to have more Jason McLeod got demoted, don't you think? He's like a minor league guy now. You know, he basically got the draft taken away from him and given Mm -hmm. to Dan Kretrovitz. So that sounds like a demotion to me. Yeah. Yeah. We can we can change the titles all they wanted. It was definitely a demotion. Yeah, it feels that way. But he's the guy that drafted Flaherty, Jack Flaherty for the Cardinals. Um, But here's what I'm scared about. (laughs) Dan Uh, Kretrovitz is a simply. Every time they bring this dude up, that's what they say. He is apparently this guy has done nothing else in his career ever. He's got it's one the guy. One yeah, fucking yeah. thing he did. He he got Jack Flaherty. He's the one person in the world that realized that- Jack Flaherty was any good. <laughs> like, every time I I mean I've been seeing it on Twitter. I've heard it on other podcasts. Like hey. every time they mention this dude, they're like, you know. <laughs> he got Jack Flaherty. Jesus Christ. Right, well, you guys and, got nuts and, and the then size we of said it. watermelons. We're, yeah, we're part of it. We're part of it. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, we're trying to be positive. It's the yeah, offseason. The, the one thing we were complaining about for a while is the fact that, basically, if you are with Boston, you have a job with the Cubs for life, if Theo mm-hmm. knows you, or if your last name's Farrell. And so the thing that I like about this here is that you got a guy that – it was is really kind of an up and comer. We've seen a lot of brain drain He's where like, other guys are go, leaving the Cubs and going to other teams. Yeah. It's nice to poach somebody. He's a guy that has kind of bounced back between the Cardinals, the Oakland A's, the Cardinals, and then back to Oakland. If you think about those two teams, those are two teams that develop players, which mm-hmm. is the problem that we have right now is that we have no pitching developed. So if we even had one Jack Flaherty, if we just had one, if that was the one thing he ever did, if we had one guy like Jack Flaherty, no, you're right. Com- 
completely change our outlook on Crawley, this you up. are so right because I was thinking about this ex- exactly today, like six hours ago, that, you know, if we just got one guy, like let's say Kyle Ryan becomes like the next uh, Pedro Strope was in his heyday, you know, even one guy that you can get like that, somebody that we even haven't even heard of right now, you know, that becomes that, it would have all been worth it. Now, if Dan Kantrovitz can find that guy, but here's what I'm scared about. He is a St. Louis native. And oh. he just worked for the Cardinals. Well, you think they're putting the juju in. The Cardinals were spying before. And they <laughs> kept the guys in. I mean, they they were like, okay, you guys are fired. But the owner, you stay the same. Everybody else, you stay the same. You're fine. I'm sure you weren't doing it. Dan Kandrovitz was worked with those guys, which Bleacher Nation, I, I'll give that's who wrote about it. Uh, Brett at Bleacher Nation wrote about it. He's like, but he was absolved. He didn't do it. But I'm like, do we have a spy or is he a double agent? Like, what kind of intrigue? And this is the problem going back to the cheating. Now I'm questioning everything not that i never i'm always i love conspiracy theories but like now i'm questioning everything like who's cheating who's not how are they cheating every is every bang uh after or preceding an off-speed pitch a uh a, a cheat or and is dan kandrovitz some sort of weird dude dude got his master's from harvard in some here's his specialty listed in machine learning and algorithms. That scares me. That <laughs> frightens is, me. He's the Terminator. Machine learning. Yeah. What does that even mean? That, that machines can learn now? Like, oh, great. You know what they learned? They're going to replace us all. <laughs> They're going to... Is, is this part of Blade Runner? Or Logan's Run? Or whatever? <laughs> I always get those movies. Should every can, opposing team next year... Like when the Astros go on the road, every opposing fan base needs to take garbage can lids. Ooh, wait, and wait, that, wait. Instead of a instead of the the cowbell, garbage can lids, Man, and just bang the shit out of them the whole time. They that won't let the it Astros in. are up to bat. Uh, yeah, you know what? You just got the new Cubs SGA stadium giveaway next year. When you say, <laughs> the the Astros Cubs. garbage can lid. Yeah, you know, the first 30,000, we'll give them to all 40,000 people. <laughs> when the Astros come in, everybody gets two garbage, little garbage lids. And Craig, the second Craig, something happens, Craig. we just start banging so they can't hear their signals. God, I would love if they do that. How come oh they never God, do stuff like that? That's why I don't work there. Because th- these are the, the ideas that I'd come in with. And they'd be like, eh, <laughs> bro. No, I don't think They're so. like, nah, let, let's do Rizzo on a boat bobblehead. That'll be great. <laughs> Everyone yeah. will love that. Yeah, no, they did not. Um, but you probably <laughs> sold one today, didn't you, Crawley? <laughs> I, I sold the Pedro Strope, yeah. Go Cubs, go. Karaoke bobblehead, yeah. Ah, that's the actually the only one I wanted. Right? <laughs> it's the only one anybody wanted. That's why you right. sold it. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> Crawley is stuck with that fucking boat one. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, I can't even tell you how many people have given me fucking Anthony Rizzo on a boat to give away. I'm like, I don't know. Oh, my God. Just take them all. <laughs> I'm up I'm up there at the raffle. I'm like, and we've got one more Anthony Rizzo on a boat. Come through. <laughs> Thanks for participating. People are throwing their tickets at us. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think Dan Kantrovitz is a double agent, and we're going to watch this throughout the year. But he was just hired. 
He's from the Cardinals. Um, he's a St. Louis native. He's a I spy. say the Cubs don't give him a garbage can at all. Like, no garbage. <laughs> his office, no garbage can. He's like, yeah, you've got to throw your uh, gum away over in... Uh, over by uh, Jason McLeod's office because he's keeping an eye on you. So, That's McLeod's new job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah keep sure. an eye on keep an eye on your replacement. This doesn't go near the yeah. garbage can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like so, I said, somebody outside the organization. It, it makes me happy, and the guy with 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 a track record. You know, I know that Flaherty is the one that a lot of people are talking about because he had such a great year. Uh, but he's got other big league talents like Piscotti and Waka Gonzalez. He's, he traded to get Chris Davis, a couple other moves that he's made. Like I said, I just, I was, just, I, that's what I've been asking for all off season is a different set of eyes. Mm-hmm. The Cubs do love Waka. And, and the fact is, is the Cubs <laughs> draft that we talk about every, every pitcher that they have not had one pitcher that has started and ended the season with the team since Theo has gotten here in 2011. Yeah. And I don't know if that is going to be the case this year again, but it seems like there's a few articles I've read recently that, the you know we talked about it last week about how the cubs might be developing some pitchers you know we talked about tyson miller a little bit and like riley thompson like we don't know these guys riley thompson cole franklin uh jack patterson got an article on cubs insider this week he had been hit in the face and concussed at some point and um it, anyway, now, now he's making a comeback, and he might be good. And they did draft. Do you remember the story about when they drafted a bunch of pitchers back in like 2018? Like, there's all we need is one or two. Like Crawley says, like if Dan Kantrovitz brings in one, and they happen to draft one, like that's all we really need is somebody that just lights out. You know, like is Braylon Marquez good? Is uh, Adbert Alzali good? Like. Is the pitch lab working? Like these are things that are kind of new. It it what does the director of pitching do? And you know <laughs> the director of pitching is wondering that as well. <laughs> he's like, so exactly. He's like, it's a fucking great title. I don't know what the fuck. I'm well, speaking to do of great here. titles, let's talk about a new guy we got. Um, uh, party at Napoli's because Mike Napoli is now a Cub. Uh, quality is assured now because he's the quality assurance coach. I yep. did not get that reference at all. Party in Napoli's. You don't in know it? 2016, when the Cubs made it into the World Series, they they all they were facing uh, the Cleveland Indians, and Napoli was kind of a really key bench guy, and and it was kind of like this running joke type of thing where every time something good happened after the after the game was over, they would talk about party at Napoli's. Oh, okay. All right. And I I think I saw I didn't look it up, but uh, he made it uh, the first out in the tenth inning. Correct. On a ball that Chris Bryant made a really nice play on. Largely forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) Largely. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, by me. No, no, no. There was another out in that inning that kind of overshadowed every other out. Yeah. (laughs) So, Denorvia is gone. Chris Denorvia is gone. I, I... Oh, you know, Dino, no longer the sickest coach. Yeah, well, it's it's it is the biggest joke though that uh, not the biggest joke or the best joke, but like quality assurance coach. Like everybody's, uh, I've listened to other podcasts, other radio shows, and everybody makes a joke about that title. So I don't know what, and I do wonder what 
a quality assurance coach does. I would love to well, talk to Mike Napoli. I would love to talk to Kristen Norfia and find out what the hell they do. Well, and I can't remember which podcast I was listening to, but they said basically his job is going to be that nobody has garbage cans in their dugouts. <laughs> he is going to be – the quality assurance <laughs> is making sure nobody's cheating. Good. Good. He's just going to walk around like, are you cheating? And they're going to say no. You know, All right. Carry Give on. some a plastic garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, okay. You're using this tonight, buddy. Um, uh, the you know the Cubs should bring in those kids that sit outside and play on the, the five gallon drum. garbage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah bring those guys in. They're like fastball, slider. It's that fucking blatant. Yeah. Why not? We should. Oh my god. That's what we need to do in the bleachers next year. When, the, when, uh, well, uh, God, the Astros will not visit us. We saw nope. them last year. Uh, how got, disappointing. But is the that? Brewers will. We got the AL East this year. Yeah, but they weren't yeah. banging garbage cans, so we can't, you know, do that thing. No, we yeah, nah, got two more years to wait. You do flashlights for the Brewers. Just do like Morse code. Be like, Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Beep. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> ball. Just like really deep dives into uh, secret coding. I would, um, I would love if they looked out there and they're like, we're not sure what's going on in the left field uh, well, but uh, there seems to be Morse code lights going on. Somebody's got to make this fake trailer. Christian Yelich in Wind Talkers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I know that's a... I'm I'm off the rails. I'm off the rails. Wind talkers. They were the people that uh, I think they made a movie out of them. The uh, yeah, Cherokee. I mean, yeah, you would want somebody from Cleveland to make that movie. Ooh. <laughs> okay, now we're off the rails. Yeah. So so um, pardon the interruption. Our Patreon subscribers don't get interrupted with blue chew ads. That's right. It's time for a boner pill ad. So guys. Do you remember the days when you were always ready to go? I mean, I kind of remember. It was a long time ago. But now you can increase your performance and get extra confidence in bed. So listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. B-L-U-E Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis so you know that they work. You can take them anytime, day or night. Full or empty stomach, and since they're chewable, they work twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity <clears throat> arises. So, uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, in your relationship, sometimes you need a little extra help. You know, Blue Chew can probably help you out with that, if you know what I mean. Because, uh, you know, it's a, it's a little, little awkward thing to talk about, but, you know, sometimes uh, as you get older, you know... Life uh, gets a little stressful. Maybe you need a little help. So if you could use that benefit from extra function and more confidence where it counts, Blue Chew is the fast and easy way to enhance your performance. So um, I know that you might talk a good game, but Blue Chew helps you follow through. You know what I mean? So Blue Chew, it's prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now, we've got a special deal for Sunranto listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. 
Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com, promo code armchair. Don't do the extra C-H's, just A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R. That's how you try it free. Uh, a Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sun Rento Show. Back to the show. Javier Baez. Talking extension. This has happened before. They talked extension before. Wait, wait, wait. Have they? I honestly have never seen a single fucking story or heard anything about the Cubs actually talking to Javi about an extension. Well, there's been a lot of stories about just as people wanting that to happen. Yes. But no fucking confirmed stories said Theo talked to Javi about an extension. Well, you have these guys under control, and I think they they feel more comfortable going to Javi because his agent's name is not Scott Boris. So, in in that regard, it's they it's should what, feel guilty because uh, they fucking went to what's his name, uh, Chris? No, no, the dude. Great point, <laughs> they, Michael. They, <laughs> oh, God damn it. And I fucking forgot his you interu- goddamn name. You interrupted. Goddamn you good. interrupted Crawley. To just Sorry, flail. Keep, keep going, and then later I'll yell his name randomly. <laughs> yeah, with, with Javi, the belief is is that you can get a deal done. The question that, and and obviously the the Ricketts are billionaires, but they say they have no money. So David Bodie, David Sorry. Bodie. Yeah, if you're gonna fucking give David Bodie, you should feel guilty about not talking to Javi. Well, you got to remember, David well, Bodie came Bodie's to them a- and pretty much said, "I'll take a nice, you know, for us." Fifteen million would be nice, but you know, Javi's going to be making a hell of a lot more. Like, fucking, fucking Javi sitting there going, "No shit, I just had to go talk to him." Yeah, David Bodie, <laughs> David Bodie's like, "Listen, my son's got a limp. He's playing Tiny Tim in the Christmas Carol. <laughs> you got to help me out." And uh, Theo's like, "Here's a ham, just like Christmas." <laughs> and then Bodie just says, "God bless us, everyone." God bless. <laughs> And then hits a walk-off homer against the Nationals two years ago. Yeah. So, um, so <laughs> sorry to sidetrack. We haven't had a lull on this show in a while. It is the off season. But it, it, no, go ahead. Uh, Crawley was giving us some brilliance, and then you interrupted him with some bullshit twice. <laughs> Twice for the David Bodie extension. Yeah, um, <laughs> to, 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 to right, talk about right. David Bodie's extension <laughs> randomly, like a freaking Tourette's patient. Well, hey, nothing was more <laughs> random than David Bodie getting an extension out of the fucking blue. <laughs> true, we true. Like, last year, we're like, wait, who? You're right. It's art. It's art. Who got a fucking extension? <laughs> You're right. It's art. But we did have the winter GM meetings, and and the funny thing about that is is Scott Boris always comes up with these canned lines, and oh. he's kind of like, he's one of those guys that just kind of goes out there, and even though you know you try to you know they're they're, they're nothing ever happens anymore at these winter meetings, so they're kind of dull. Scott Boris kind of makes it a little bit more interesting with his stupid uh, one liners and stuff like that. But uh, in in the winter meetings, he said that the Cubs are not trading Chris Bryant because, and that's what I've been saying all along is that there's just, you're not getting anything in return for what he could be worth to you and that he's open to fair market values. So that'll be kind of an interesting thing. The other thing that was interesting about what Boris had to say is that he said that the grievance process that we've been talking about on this show, 
um, really was more of a union thing than a Chris thing. Which I believe. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, whenever you hear about these guys really holding out on some of these things, if you really dig down, it's the union saying you can't take the low ball offer because you have to push it. You have to push these offers forward. You know what I mean? Like certain players. Well, in a capitalist society, are, you do. I mean, it's just it's all. No, no, like, but I'm there's a larger the conversation to have, you know, about money in general because like every year the the rickets are also charging us an extra dollar for a beer which is a much larger or a ticket you know for people that don't no, drink no, or a hot I'm, dog I'm or whatever the, the fuck you you have but uh, sorry i'm, I'm, I'm I, I just uh tangented go ahead yeah no no no, no you're right but I'm, I'm talking about like in the union are making all, all those same arguments but they have certain players that they will go to and not, I mean, they'll basically put pressure on certain players to not take a lower deal. Right. And I, but the Bryant one is one that I kind of scratched my head on a little bit because I kind of think that, yes, I'm sure the union did have an interest in it, but I, I still think Chris is kind of pissed off about that situation, regardless of what anybody says. Now, if the Cubs are willing to sign a big old check, Scott Boris is going to tell Chris, and, and the union will too, to take the best deal out there. Yeah, but what's that? $350 million, The best years, deal out yeah, there won't show up until 2022. And that's fine. But but again, like Danny was saying, we pay some of the highest ticket prices out of anybody as far as the beer the highest going up. Everything the keeps highest. going up. So you got the money. Yeah. You hey, you told me last week that uh, season tickets are cheaper now. Because <laughs> of the weather. Because yeah, of the games in April. Yeah, only because Chicago kidding. in April. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Scott Boris, I mean, I kind of, I mean, I'm entertained by him. The fact that this one guy has, he's going to go down in baseball history, whether we like it or not. Baseball needs its heroes, needs its villains. My, uh, my ex used to call it a, um, like a baseball was like a soap opera, you know, like the, the man uh, or not the man's, but like, you know, that we love this sort of like hero villain, um, kind of dichotomy of and we all love to hate scott boris so it's funny that he comes out with this like hour and a half long press conference and he's like yeah yeah we'll we'll uh we'll do bryant but uh you know he's not gonna get traded anyway like he's just like throwing his uh he's waving his dick around is what he's doing he's waving his dick around and trying to get the most money for his players but at He's playing the game in such a way that he's also like an he's an actor, right? I mean, he's yeah, he understands the game like he under in and not the baseball game. He doesn't give a fuck about the baseball game. He understands the game of what he's doing better than anybody else. I always joke around. I kind of think he's kind of like the white Don King. You know what I mean? Like, just there you go. Just this idea that he, he he just kind of manipulates people into kind of getting and doing what he wants, and, and and he's funny, and he comes up with these, like I said, these one-liners that that he's just an entertaining character, and like like you're talking about, Danny, you need the villain, you need the heel, is what they call it in wrestling. It's just somebody to boo, somebody to hate, and, and he he loves that role, he relishes it. Yeah, yeah, and, and he does not have as good a hair. 
fellas. <laughs> no, Don no, King. Don King's hair kills his hair. I would um, love to have to see Scott Boris with Don King's hair. Well, speaking of hair, Albert Almora, little press this week that the Cubs uh, look like they're just going to like stick with him, pay him a couple million dollars, worst hitter in baseball. I mean, what do they do? Uh, do they platoon him in center with Hap or like? I mean, that kind of worked. I, I thought well, about if, that. I was if like, he's I was not right. expensive. He's a trade piece. And if they let, if they is cut he, him loose, he's is not. he really though? Here, yeah, that's that's what I was just gonna say. You, he has no value. If he no, had no, any no, value, he, they would be talking him up. No, he does have value. He does well, not have value for himself. Everybody thinks a trade is like, well, I'm going to give you Almora, and then you're going to give me a player. No, Mike that Trout. is not how trades work. Fucking trades work with. Uh, I want Larry Boa, and you can have whoever the fuck the Cubs had. But we also want Ryan Sandberg, right? Like, that's how shit works. Like, and then fucking, you know, it just happened that Ryan Sandberg was the best second baseman that we've seen. It, You know, but Almora is that piece. Not that he's going to be the best second baseman ever. Maybe he should switch to second base. I don't know. Are, are you out of your mind? No, he's... <laughs> <laughs> No, Almora is the he, worst player in baseball. Piece. He is We're, a piece. No, he's a piece that a gets piece thrown of in shit in order to make the shit work. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, 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 I'm, I'm going to play it until you shut fucking, up. Oh, my God. I, I mean, just you, made a terrible analogy because I used Ryan Sandberg. <laughs> what, what, what you're going to hear, though, is is that right now Almora is a he can't he never he never was really that great at righties. Now he can't hit lefties and he can't play defense. So, <laughs> yeah. What what are you going to throw in? Who's going to say, well, yeah, you no, know, the Almora no, no, deal no. is going to put this, it over the top. No, this is when you're making the trade. You're trading an Ian Happ, but they don't want just Ian Happ, and so you got to throw somebody else in. You throw in fucking Albert Almora. Like, that's what I'm saying. He's just, the second piece. He's like that throw-in guy. But he's not even worth the couple million But you have to make. have him on your team in order to do but it. But when you talk about the Larry Boa trade, which I know you're not saying, but in general, when you talk about the trades that you're talking about, you're not yeah, expecting to terrible pay. terrible example because Boa was the actual shit player and then fucking Sandberg was the Hall of Famer. Right. When you talk about it, though, you're, you, Almora is, is a guy that you do have to pay money for, where Sandberg at the time was a minor leaguer that wasn't making much. You know what I'm saying? So with Almora, he still is, because of the time that he has in the league, you're going to have to pay him a couple million. You know what I mean? So who would want to pay a couple million for Albert Almora? Nobody, right? No, it'd be, they don't. Which is why they're going to keep him. He nobody oh, gives a shit about a couple billion, but that's what I'm saying. Like it's just the difference is fucking thirty years, forty dude, years. A, a couple million, I will never do this podcast again. Which is yeah, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> but, I feel like bye. I'm going to Mexico. No, he, he's the extra bit that they can. They have to have control over him so that they can throw that extra bit. He's the extra thing that they can throw in, and somebody out there thinks, well, we can use him for something. So in other words, they just like dump him, and he might actually end up starting next year in AAA. Yeah, I don't think Almora is like a fucking great player. I'm just saying, but as a piece, as a part of another deal, that's the kind of guy that, that gets you, you over the hump. Right. Yeah. Except, I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to take him on, which is why they're saying that like, we're going to keep him. 
because he's no, at they, best they, a fourth outfielder, and we get him as a fourth outfielder. If they if he, want Schwarber, they will fucking take Almora, and they will just fucking cut Almora if they if that's what they want to do. But if there's a player that somebody wants, and the only way to make the fucking numbers work and all that shit is that they have to work these other people in, then they do that. Teams do that all the time, and those players we never even hear about, and they never see the fucking line of day. They just go to Des Moines and then die. I believe they take them into <laughs> the fucking Missouri River and shoot them. Either that or it's like a reverse field of dreams. They just walk into walk into the cornfields and they're in heaven. <laughs> walk out of the cornfield. Just... How about Almora walking into the corn? They, they walk into the cornfield in Des Moines and they show up in fucking Dyersville. I don't. I, I, where, I, yeah, that's a really random reference. Where yeah, yeah, the nobody's field of dreams is. I'm yeah. not sure. That is in Dyersville. You're correct. Oh, it is. Yeah. Right, so cool. they they walk out and they're like, "God damn it! <laughs> I'm in the middle of fucking nowhere again." Yeah, Dyersville, Iowa, and I think that that's. Next year, I'm hearing some interesting rumblings about how that's going to work. It's a real mess. The White Sox are playing the Yankees there. It's the stupidest thing ever because they're not using the Field of Dreams. They're like, hey, we like this idea. We're going to build a field in a cornfield. We're just not going to. It's going to be right next to the Field of Dreams. And not only that, you're talking like it's going to be a very, very like maybe eight, ten thousand people tops. It's just it's going to be a mess to try to get (laughs) this thing going. It's going to be nothing but fucking baseball executives. It's going to be a logistical yeah. nightmare. Well, yeah, and it's on that. if everybody remembers at the end of that movie, how did that en- movie end? With a goddamn traffic jam. Traffic jam it with lights there, yep. 40 fucking miles long. Like, there's no way it's going to happen. It's going to be, it's going to be a mess. Skip that one, Sox fans. So should should we go old old school Sunranto and you guys talk while I go fix myself another drink because I drank my whole drink? Well, yeah, we'll talk about uh, about uh, Brandon Morrow. Oh yeah, I'll call, see, yeah. Dan, this is Danny, this is old school Sunranto. Runs on what he's doing. You just have to disappear while Carly and I are talking, and then, <laughs> then like the I do when you guys are talking. <laughs> See, I never do that. This podcast. Yeah, see, I, I always feel like I've got to hold it together. We have to have a therapy session. We should actually see a therapist because that's why Lyle left because we never saw a therapist and we should have seen a therapist long ago. Yeah, sadly, we, we found Lyle. He's Was just, he in Dyersville? No, no, he, he's in the Northeast and he's just quietly crying on a on a front porch of his house. It's weird. Yeah, it's really strange. I've I've got uh, well I spy on him obviously I've uh, taken his phone before and I've got my his camera faced at me so and we I, put it on a drone but I forgot and to then do we the, fly it from Chicago to yeah. Maine. This is what I do with the Patreon money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it costs a lot to get a drone that'll fr- fly from Chicago to Maine. It covers about ten percent. Of the overall cost, but uh, everything else goes goes towards that, which is why I also need a kidney. And so, if you can donate, no, please talk about Bray tomorrow, and I'm going to fix which myself. Which is why Danny drink. does this podcast from an ice filled bathtub. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the what, greatest. What, what does David Kaplan call that? The cryotherapy. 
Oh, God. Yeah. I don't. He talks about that sometimes on Outside the Ivy. He'll come in and he's like, "Oh, you did your cryotherapy today," and I'm just I'm always weirded out by it. That I was love- the one where uh, what was the football <laughs> player that just uh, Antonio Brown like burned his feet? He wore the wrong sandals or something. Yeah. Caused no, his feet to burn. Danny's weirded out by it because he thinks he's calling him out for crying every day before he goes on the air. Now with Brandon Morrow, that was a. Uh, I'm a, I'm a transition right. here. That, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. A do, do it. There I'm going to go. fix myself a drink and then I'm going to come back in and talk about what drink. I think. With the uh, winter meetings, that was another thing that kind of was brought up, uh, this idea of Brandon Morrow being on a minor league contract. Now, I mean, he basically basically pocketed a lot of the Cubs' money without producing much of anything, and that was a really bad trade on Theo's part. And honestly, I think that was a big sticking point between Joe Madden and Theo was Theo thought that uh, Joe put him in when he shouldn't have a third day in a row. And and Morrow completely fell apart. His arm like blew up, and he's been destroyed for two years. And now they're talking about a potential of him coming back on a minor league deal. Which for the Cubs, why the hell wouldn't you? You already pot committed X amount. Why yeah, not pay you, him? You already league? you already have to pay him three million dollars next year. Right. So I mean, if if they could get him on a minor league deal and this guy can come back, it's just you cannot rely on him. Much like we talked about a uh, Ben Zobrist. If you're really really saying okay, we're going in with this guy being our closer, Brandon Morrow. That that's just an absolute mistake. Yeah, but it's a it's a minor league deal, so he'll go to Des Moines and they'll just see if anything comes of it. It'll cost them whatever seven hundred fifty thousand. That's right? why a minor league deal like that's you just don't worry about it. Exactly, it's not a money thing, so it it right. works but out great. The cynical asshole in me says Brandon Morrow has three million dollars already, and he's like, you know how I could get another three-quarter million boom I could, i'm I back could and i agree with back. michael he's like oh yeah can i get a little bit more money out of these fucking suckers dude yeah i was taking the cynical thing he gets a little bit more money he's like and i get to i get to fucking hang out the whole summer in luxurious des moines iowa you know, with with Morrow though, you got to think that they're you know if he's just going to be on a minor league deal, you got to think some team would 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 offer him more and 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 an, a better opportunity than the Cubs. I think he knows that nobody will. I think that's the thing. Everybody fucking knows that he's destroyed. He, he's ruined. He's terrible. And the only team that and and he can kind of play it, you know, and and maybe it's just like he does enjoy. Being there, he likes the the organization well, a bit. And Theo's track record of just all his injured pitcher love. Oh that, yeah. And so Morrow's like jizzing at that shit. He's like, oh yeah. Oh, Theo just coughs it up for Tommy John guys. He's See, like, but hey, my side hurts. Still- and Theo's like, here's some money because he's got like Schadenfreude or something or yeah, um, he- Munchausen. Yeah, Morrow could go somewhere else. And get the same deal. He's still going to get the three million from the Cubs. He'll get the seven fifty from the Angels, right? And it doesn't matter. Nobody will ever hear from him again. Whatever. But he could do the same thing with the Cubs, and he doesn't have to fucking like he's still in the same organization or whatever. But if on the off chance he does get it together, then he's off to. I don't know, fucking Atlanta next year for but isn't a it like $2 million a, well, deal. Isn't it like a Drew Smiley situation? Like, what did we get for that whole thing? Yeah, we got jack, jack shit. shit. We, got, yeah. we got Danny going to a fucking 
side session. Yeah, I went to a side session that John Baker caught. Yeah, that was it. That was that was all the fun we had with that. That, that was no, that was really it. <laughs> was I know. It. I'm, yeah, I'm at least somebody had fun, and it was me, which is why I wear pink ruffled shirts on TV. And and honestly, if you had not gone to that, we would have never mentioned it again because we wouldn't even known about it. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, but yeah, I agreed. Uh, you know, low. It's. I mean, there's no urgency to even try to make this deal happen. Brandon Morrow on a minor league deal, not an issue. But I say you sign him March fifteenth. Like just fucking really wait it out, and if nobody will take him, then okay, flyer. Did you guys read anything? Of, speaking of other holes that this team has to fill, I uh, read about holes all the time. <laughs> no, you look at them. That's different. It's hey, there are articles in those. He reads guys. the articles. I was gonna mm-hmm. say. <laughs> but did you guys read about Shogo Akiyama? Yeah, there, there's a lot of talk about Shogo as far as, you know, he kind of fills a lot of needs that the Cubs have. Obviously, clearly, they haven't had a leadoff hitter or a center fielder since Dexter Fowler uh, took his talents to St. Lou. But uh, he's from the Cebu Lions, and when he's been there, he's had a career 376 on base percentage in Japan, and it's been even higher since 2014. So he's a guy that gets on base, and that's been a big problem for the Cubs as far as how one having one of the worst batting averages and OBPs and just the amount that they actually just don't even make contact with the damn baseball. He's just a guy right now because, you know, he's a guy that could potentially fill that need. Well, two needs, center field and leadoff, because then Correct. you – yeah, it, I mean, that's that's the main thing is that he's got both things going on. He is in his early 30s, and one thing I noticed that was strange on his baseball reference page was that when I went to register fielding, there's nothing beyond 2017, so I think he was just a DH the last couple of years. So I'm like, is that who you want in center field? Like, I mean, I don't know. It didn't seem like he played the last two years in the <laughs> in the outfield. So, like, you know, high OBP I thought, guy. I thought he was center fielder. I thought he was a center fielder. That's he what I've been, been told. Before, but then yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I've been told. That's what everybody's saying. But then I went, honestly, I'm baseball reference, which I think every listener of this show has gone to before. Um, you well, see, but that doesn't mean he can't play center field. It just means that they may have had – uh, an offensive liability that was really good at center field. And so they put him out there. I oh, guess, wait, we have one of those too. Wouldn't you move him to right if he was a great, I'm, I'm just saying like, I, I, if you look up Shogo uh, Akiyama's and I'm, I've got the right guy, right? Yeah. All right. So uh, he's a lefty, but he it, uh, it, throws, right. Throws righty. That is that weird. He's in his, early 30s it's i I mean this is the answer to our whole like i mean it's one answer it's an answer you (laughs) can have (laughs) the answer to your whole no it's not i mean you don't know i mean you're 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 right now you still there's they still believe that this window is open as much as they don't want to talk about windows so this is a guy that you're not waiting to become a professional hitter this guy already is a professional hitter sure sure i'll give him that i'm just saying he hasn't played the fucking outfield for the last two years and they're like well, hey, but, but maybe he plays left field and that 
gives them the leeway to trade Schwarber. There's lots of moving parts. I, I don't yeah. see them trading Schwarber. That, that's something I don't see happening either. No. Bo- both because of the love that Theo has for him and because of the second half, especially that he had last year. The second half can be a reason to keep him, but it can also make him enticing to other teams. Like we can finally trade Schwarber. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Which as everybody's been trying to trade him for three years since before he hurt his knee. Well, everybody except for Theo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, true. There's I mean, one he's guy. the only guy that really guy. matters, and he's not <laughs> trying to trade him at all. Not at all. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I I would take him, but you know, Shogo Akiyama. I mean, does this improve the team? Oh, over Almora and uh, Hap combination, I would say so. Michael. Michael's gone. He was taking a piss too. Oh yeah, he's like, oh, they're gonna go up, up, up on something <laughs> else for a while. Um, now, how about the idea that Ben Zobrist might be still in the mix as a baseball player and coming back? What do you think? I mean, I think we're we're looking at this situation like I was mentioning earlier. It's just the OBP thing. The fact that these guys just could not get on base, and 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 you saw even when Benzo came back, as rusty as he was. He was rusty more defensively. Offensively, he picked up right away as being that guy that can just see a bunch of pitches. So that's what, that's the need that they're looking to address right now. If they can get Zobrist on the cheap, again, similar to what we talked about with Morrow, then why, you know, he definitely is a leader. He's definitely somebody that the guys look to. But like I was talking with uh, Michael, it's just if you go in there saying, I expect 150 ABs out of Ben Zobrist, or I mean, I'm sorry, 150 games out of Ben Zobrist. I, I would have a really good backup plan ready. Yeah, because you're not going to get that. And he's not your starting second baseman either. And he's definitely, I mean, you don't have a center fielder. So that's why the Shogo situation, Shogo, we go. What do you think of that? The, the you go, I like that. I like that. You go, yeah. You go, we go, Shogo, we go. Like, there uh, we go. But um, no, I, I, I think that Ben Zobers doesn't even fit on this team except as a second baseman. And that's the way you're going to go. Well, you could go second base. You can also put him. The question is, is, is you can also put him in right field because if you saw the splits with uh, sure. Jason, with Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward's a much better right fielder than a center fielder. Uh, he's much better against righties than lefties. He had a really good year, but it's definitely something where you can pick and choose of, of when you want to sit uh, um, Schwarber or Hayward. Yeah. You could do that. God damn it. $27 million for a platoon guy. That's where we're back at with Jason Hayward. You know what it's, I mean? Like He didn't have a horrible, horrible year. If you take no, out was it, when he was batting first, he first, was really doing yeah. well. And yeah. then they needed a leadoff guy, and he ended up just absolutely going in the tank after that and then bounced back after not being in leadoff. He just, that cannot happen anymore. And I think that, that uh, that's something that's clear that David Ross is not going to do. So would you want Benzo back? That's the question. Right. It, it all to, depends to, to on how much he role. wants. Right. And again, so that, what would he, you pay? He's not going to be my every, if he's my everyday second baseman, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. So what do you pay a utility guy? A million? Two million? Like, does, doesn't David Bodie kind of fulfill that role? Like, I, I just don't see it. I think the Ben Zobers days are over. And I hope they are. Because if Theo comes out and be as, 
and is like, oh, winner's trap. Uh, we have got to get rid of, you know, our, our, uh, we have got to shake our, you know, off of ourselves the, uh, World Series of 2016 and then gets back David Ross and Ben Zobrist. And now it's time for another interruption from our sponsor. Because you're not a Patreon supporter. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's a dollar a month. Just do it. So here is an ad for Manscaped. Um, hey, it's Danny Rocket. And uh, Cubstradamus couldn't be here today. Because uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, he uh, lost his... I gave him all the Manscaping stuff that came. And he, he lost it. And so he went back to shaving his balls with a, with a rock. So um, he's actually in the hospital because uh, let's just put it uh, this way. Uh, the stone hurt his stones. You know what I mean? So don't be that guy and shave your balls with a rock. Uh, there's Manscaped. And they have a redesigned electrical trimmer called the Lawnmower 2.0. And it's got skin-safe technology. So if Cubstradamus had used this, we wouldn't have these problems. So the trimmer is not going to nick, and it's not going to snag your nuts, you know? So all your accidents uh, down there are going to be a thing of the past. And um, there's no, you know, I know a lot of people use the same, like, you know, uh, trimmer on their face that they do on their balls, but that's just nasty. Think about it. Face, balls, I, I mean, come on. I mean, maybe sometimes, if you're into that kind of thing, but... Uh, not when you're trying to manscape yourself. So uh, Manscaped also has a pro- crop preserver, and it's an anti-ball chafing deodorant if your balls smell, and it also moisturizes your nuts. Uh, and, uh, you know, you put deodorant on your armpits, you know, why would you put it on your balls? You know what I mean? So uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, at manscaped.com. Um, just use the right tools for the job, you know? Your balls will thank you. So get that 20% off and free shipping with the Como, Como Pro. I always do that. Armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping. Manscaped.com. Use promo card ar- armchair. Como Pro. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Back to the sun ranch. Right, but I, see, I, don't, I never liked that winner's trap argument. Uh, the problem was Theo and his guys not developing players, that second wave of players. That was the problem. I don't think having Benzo on your team makes you a worse team. No. If, he's it, your, if you're expecting him to be your everyday player, that's a problem. And if you're spending a lot of money on him, that's a problem. But if he wants to come back for a team-friendly deal, then then absolutely he makes your team better. Yeah, but then you also have Daniel Descalso, who's already on the roster. and Does anyone want Daniel Descalso? No, I mean, no like, nobody really I, does. I'm just, I'm just saying is that like – there may be a situation where you, I know, I know Tom Ricketts doesn't want to hear this. You may have to eat some money on that one. I mean, I actually think, and uh, Corey Finneran from IVNV thinks this too, that Daniel Descalso, if he can get healthy, if, if his heel is healed, uh, that he might be good next year. He had a good April, but, but if, 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 and again, we have a new medical staff this year, so hopefully the heel. You know, Heels. we can have other guys on there. It can heal, but yeah, boy, it's just such a bad start, but that doesn't mean he can't bounce back. Yeah, I mean, he was good against us as a Cardinal and a Diamondback, you know. So uh, yeah. an extra year usually makes people better. Well, it seems like everybody sucks I was when they kidding. come to the Cubs. For Shut the- up. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but does it not seem like the, that everybody sucks their first year on the Cubs? Justin Wilson, like uh, 
Hayward, for one, that we were just yeah, talking about. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of true. There, there is a uh, there is a transition period. A lot of these guys really, other than I think Castellanos. I mean, he just came out of you know just explosive. But a lot of there is a kind of this gap that when they come, they kind of struggle. I don't know if it's the day games or what. They should really stop that whole thing where they make them crawl on their knees and they paddle them <laughs> as they you know <laughs> the, through the, the hazing. The hazing. The hazing should end. Yeah, here's another thing that's going to end is that pitchers will no longer be eligible for the 10-day disabled list. They've got to be on for 15 days. Did you hear this? Yeah, it it, it makes sense. I mean, I don't I don't it, treating position it's the same thing with suspensions. You can't treat pitchers and uh and everyday players the same on this, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. pitchers should get like Whenever they give the pitcher like a ten day suspension, that's bullshit. Like they should give them a days. month yeah. because yeah, or even that, but just not even that. It just turns in the rotation, especially if you're talking about a starter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's it's really not fair because everybody plays a different role. But um, the Cubs never did this right anyway, which is why no, they fired the entire medical staff. So now. Now it's just like, hey, let's make it more fair for the Cubs. So this is right. great. Well, but the Cubs could still, you know, step on their own dicks when it comes to position players. Because oh, they'll fuck it up. Some that hasn't changed. No. Um. So that's just a little bullet point. Um. And here's kind of a big piece of news: is that the minor league baseball is going to lose like over forty teams because uh. Basically, Rob Manfred hates baseball and wants less of it to be played. Well, he wants that to happen, but the union is not going to let that happen, right? It's the union, I don't think, has the same type of protections for these minor league teams if they decide to contract them. This is once again. Oh, right. The minor leaguers don't have a union, do they? Or they are at least not not, as strong. Not that's going to affect major league's decision. Those are contractual uh, agreements between uh, the MLB clubs and the, and the different independent leagues and minor leagues and stuff. But the issue that you're going to see here is that there's always this problem that we have of the haves versus the have not. So you have teams like Yankees and the Cubs, and you could literally have as many minor league contracts with teams as you want. And so these smaller market teams, your Houston's, your Oakland's, your Tampa Bay's, I mean, I'm not saying they all complain, but especially like Jerry Reinsdorf is notorious on the South side for complaining about this type of shit is that, you know, they're not going to put as much money as say the Yankees or Boston to invest in, in uh, minor league teams. So if you contract them, that'll save the owners, not a ton of money, but it will save them some money. And we, well, you know, they're not save the rich owners money because if like the Yankees have eight teams and they're forced to cut that down to five, then they've just saved money on three teams. Right, Whereas the, Yankees, the White Sox have five teams, and they contract it to five. The White Sox still have five teams. Right, but it would the Yankees don't mind because you pay minor leaguers. They get it's a joke what they get paid. They they should all get raised eight I grand, think. six grand. Yeah, you like don't a, yeah, you, it is a year. Bullshit. Right, and so you're for the Yankees. It's it's basically you you have more chances to hit on something, whereas the smaller teams will bitch that they don't have it, even though billionaires own the team, they're not going to invest in the minor league team. Right. So if you cut them down, 
then it puts a more with the smaller teams will say and put it at more of a level playing field. And that is the market inefficiency. I've said it before. The first team that pays their players the uh, enough money that they have the ability to play wage. baseball in the summer and train in the winter. 30 grand a year. Fucking go be, 30 grand uh, a year. It triples their salary, if yeah, not more. If, if they get a chance to do that, they will then produce that many more major league players because they don't have to take six months off from the game doing, you know, fucking being well, a th- substitute teacher or some think, shit. Think about it this way. I'm a writer. I've written uh, musicals. I've written tons and hundreds and hundreds of songs every day, Monday through Friday. I've got to get up and read the news, uh, celebrity news. Like what? What did Rihanna do? Who did she diss? Which and, is painful. I mean, yeah, that's that's tough. No, I enjoy it. I I, I do. I love my job. I I will say that I love because I write parody songs for morning radio for well, my and, job. And I would say I would fucking hate to read about Rihanna every day. Well, just so you guys, this kind of goes with what we were talking about here. Is that the Blue Jays actually are going to increase their minor league salaries by more than fifty percent? So now they get paid twelve. It's, it's yeah. almost nothing, exactly. So what you're talking about for a triple A player, they'll make roughly about three grand a month. So it'd be fifteen grand is what you pay your triple A players. And then a uh, double you know, A's uh, for the we're talking about the Blue Jays will average about twelve thousand, and so the you're single still, A players will make about twelve grand per season. You're still working at Applebee's in the off season, unless you got like you know I, I hung out with David DeJesus all summer. And he was like, well, I got a million bucks up front because I was one of those guys that got that deal. But that's not most of these guys. And let's face it, most of these minor league players are there to be competitive for the great players who will make millions of dollars uh, for them to get to the major leagues and to have decent competition on the way to it. You know, it's not. Yeah, and so It's a start, though. The fact that they are doing that, it's not enough. But it's a start, and if every other team, you know, would follow what the Blue Jays are doing, it, it's a start. It's not great, but it's still something. Yeah. yeah, I I seriously think that the the first team that starts paying a real wage, you know, say forty grand and for AAA down to maybe twenty grand for the single A, something like that, that the guys can actually were in twenty grand is not really no but you can great, live off of it you can live off it in a large amount of this country especially if, in, 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 in especially other countries you definitely are 19 years old and and you have a roommate that's also making 20 grand right like you, you could pull it off yeah you're sure. living in des moines or something sure and and th- right. those are the real things like i mean you know rent's gonna be at least a thousand Maybe six hundred. Yeah, and if you I get mean, these baseball players for these the single numbers. A teams, like if they're actually, I mean, they're already living together, but they can't fucking afford anything. If they could live together and then you know afford a little bit and be able to do it all year round, that's the thing. The fact that they're only given this money in the summer months, yeah, then they're well, fucking on well, their own and, for and the winter. As a guy, I mean, I've been in places for three months at a time for a show that I've been in. And, you know, you've got to get the furnished place, which is always more. And if you don't get the furnished place, you got to go to Salvation Army and get your shit. And then, uh, 
you know, your shit is garbage and you get bed bugs. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how it terrible. goes. I mean, these are the things that these people face. Like, you know, the furnace place is going to be a corporate apartment in Chicago. If you get traded to Chicago and you, you just got to be up here, um, you know, it's going to be at least 2000 bucks a month for a furnace yeah. place. And, and uh, you know, in Des Moines, Iowa, it's even a thousand bucks, 1200 bucks. You know, I mean, these, they do not get paid enough to live. That's the main fact. And uh, now that they're trying to cut out 40 of the teams, which is going to give uh, less people a chance to make such little money. <laughs> so maybe that's yeah. good. Ultimately. So, so everybody <laughs> out there listening, the next time you think, Hey, I just spent $4,000 for my 12 year old to play little league for the summer. Yeah. You might want to rethink that because it's fucking never coming back to you. You're never getting that money yeah. back. God, can you, ma- there are people out there that pay $12,000 a year to teach their kid how to play baseball. Well, minor leaguers get paid eight thousand dollars. Yes. Oh, there. I can guarantee that there are teams in my town that the parents pay as much for their kid to play little league baseball as a single A player gets paid for the whole season. Tweet that. You know, and, <laughs> the, and I don't live in Denver. I live like north know. in like a small town. Yeah, I will retweet you. Tweet that. Yeah. Um, not that we're going to do a hill of beans of good, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, either way, Rob Manfred hates baseball. He's trying to cut 40 teams. So that's a lot less baseball going on. Has Rob Manfred ever done anything good? What's he done that was good? I, uh, maybe no longer having the world the tie Series. in the all-star yeah, game. Yeah, that was it. That was the only <laughs> the, thing. The All Star game was like I had, <laughs> threw in threw in the white towel. Yeah. Um. But we do. I I do want to end on some good news. Um. We all there is good news. Yeah, there is because we're all going to London. Well, at least we have tickets to the game in London next year when the Cubs we play have the Cardinals to a baseball game. None of us have tickets to London. To, to London. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of Crawley. Do you have tickets to London? I certainly do not. I have tickets to the game. I have a a hotel that I can still cancel. I have not gotten the plane tickets. Whoa, you've already got a hotel. Nice. Got a hotel, yeah. Yeah, so do I, but I've uh, lost the email. <laughs> so I've, I looked for it the other day because Crawley was like, hey, what hotel do we stay at? It's like the Stratford or the Premier. No, the Premier, right? Something like that. Um. Anyway, I, I did buy tickets to the London game. We all did. So uh, look forward to that, everybody, because we'll be uh, live podcasting from London. And- uh, we're going to be eating haggis and having a, a an English IPA. I don't Dude, know what the fuck. Haggis. That's Scottish. <laughs> oh, that's Scotland, right? You're so racist. Cobb's <laughs> Corner to you. All those white people over there look the same to me. speaking of white people um i was uh just contacted by the season ticket holder waiting list um which was just a ploy to get me to uh fill out a survey so i filled it out completely incorrectly and (laughs) said that i make uh double the money i make uh you know i'm i'm in the you know 80 to 100 thousand dollar bracket i figured that'd be enough for them to offer me season tickets 
But I'm really 21,603 in line. And they're sending wow. me the survey. And the survey says that. Survey uh, says. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, the survey said. The survey says <laughs> that. Um, uh, well, sorry, I lost my train of thought. The, sur- <laughs> the, the, the survey says that. Um, no, I really did lose my train of thought. It's over. 21. Well, I always no, tell the story the survey about. Say? I'm on pins and needles. When when I take a look at this, I always kind of joke around. This is a serious, true story. In two thousand, I split tickets with my father in law from about two thousand one to two thousand three, and then the following year, two thousand four, I decided to get my own season tickets. And oh, uh, he thought you were going to divorce his daughter, didn't he? No, 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 no. He's like, this is it. Uh, fucking leaving her. But there was uh, when I was in line, there was literally the the fifth person behind me was number one on the season ticket holder waiting list. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying is like, uh, you know, being 20. Thank you for rejiggering my memory of what I was going to talk about <laughs> and then uh, forgot about and then we'll forget about again. But uh, 21,603 in line does not give me a lot of hope for filling out a survey online and even falsely and saying I'm going to now get uh, Cup season tickets. And I was uh, with Corey Finneran this week from the IVMV podcast. He got a similar email, if not the same one. And uh, I think he's a little higher on the list than me. But what the Ricketts know they have is the fact that Corey and I both want to be Cub season ticket holders for the status of it. And we admitted it to each other. That's the only reason. Because it does not make sense financially at all. Well, you know, with, with the tickets, it's it's one of those things that there are certain people that use it as a money maker. Okay? So if you're saying, you know what, I just love season tickets. I love going to Cubs games. What I've always done, my, my, my way I've always done things, is I always sell my tickets to people that I'm friends with. And I just got one simple rule. I'll never charge you over. Don't ever offer me under. And, and with that, I've, I've never had a problem with it. I know other people do, but that's because they're trying to make big money. So if you're saying, okay, I'm going to sell these Cubs versus, let's say, Yankees tickets, you know, maybe you might make money off of that. But most of the time, you're not going to make money anymore trying to do that. It's not 2003 anymore. Crawley, I lost $200 on Cubs versus Yankees. So go proceed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, and the Ricketts are trying to make it so that you can't really even do that anymore with electronic tickets and all that shit. But, he, but what I'm saying so is that there's too many people on StubHub right now that are just trying to uh, that that flood the market, and so that's the problem. Is that at one time you could take those Cub tickets and they were like printing money, and and now it's not that way anymore. There's too many people that are kind of doing that, and so the market floods. All these people are selling their games, and now you can buy them for ten dollars before the game even starts. Well, I told the Cub season ticket holder survey that I would definitely buy season tickets if they called me. And I won't, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I will not buy season tickets, only because so many people I know um, have season tickets and are always trying to get rid of their season tickets at face value. So I'm like, well, what's the difference? Um, I don't know. But I, I would love to say that I'm a Cubs season ticket holder. That's my overall point. Like, Crawley, I feel like... Danny. You could just say that. <laughs> if I they mean, co- nobody's stopping you. I will say this. I am conflicted 
I am conflicted. <laughs> it, if the Cubs called me and be like, you want season tickets? Like, I might just be like, yes! <laughs> and, just, and my voice would crack just like that. Because <laughs> I would be such a goof. Because I'm like, oh, I would. But I would also tell the story of how I was 21,603 in line and somehow made it through. I don't know. It, it, it for again, it's if you're honor. somebody like I said, Danny, you live so close to the park that you have that benefit of you can just kind of come and go as you kind of please. But for somebody like me, that's got to kind of drive out there and stuff like that. And and the other thing is is because the market is so crazy, you see like if if a postseason now again t- after 2016, I think there was some drop off. Now that it's finally been accomplished and we we all saw the Cubs win the World Series, I think that even the postseason there's less demand. But I just like being able to go to a game and 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 if I want to go to a Cubs World Series game, I don't have to pay five four or five thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean that's for sure because so many people died after that World Series. I mean, people were just dying left and right. They fucking gave up. They're like, "I saw it. I'm done." Yeah, it killed more people than uh, World War One yeah. and the Spanish flu, <laughs> the Black Death. Yeah, Black. it yeah. was it was the blue pinstripe death. So come see the White Plague at Trapdoor Theater. <laughs> oh, it is the White Plague. Yeah, yes, no, it, that's it, the name of it your really plague. is. And if we can uh, end this uh, podcast a bit uh, on a tangent, I will say that I've I've, I've <laughs> wait, been wait wait wait. Isn't that the name of this episode? Right. The tangent. <laughs> I, I've had Probably, it. I've, that's the name of every episode. I've always got to text you guys after, be like, "What were we going to call this?" Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, we've gone so many places, but. Um, uh, no, I, I, I've been watching a lot of uh, YouTube videos on the Black Death recently because uh, I'm doing a play called The White Plague and I'm trying to, like, you know, think about uh, what it was like to You're be. You're trying to think of what the sound of the Black Plague is or the, the Black Death is. Well, uh, I'm trying to get inspired by what it was like. Can you imagine? Uh, it sounds like kind of. It does. I I do have a partlet that's like that. But but most <laughs> I do. I know I, you do. It's from yeah. earlier in this podcast. <laughs> Black death. But um Black death. Well, maybe that's what I'll call the podcast. Black death. There we go. At the end. Maybe the show is over. Um uh yeah, the show's over. I think. Oh, I don't, I don't wait, have to you don't say. want to regale us with your stories of YouTube watching? No, no, no. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I was watching a bunch of stuff on the Black Death. Um, it's November. Everybody I've ever loved has died in November, which is weird. Do you have a month like that? A month where I kill people? No. <laughs> 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 Good for you. I got. I got to kill him. Limit himself to one pe- one month. Yeah. I, I kill people all year long, Danny. <laughs> Let's, you're, yeah, you're, you're, especially you're, boomers. I don't think it's going to be good for you. Ah, oh, God, I just have to make. The, I've had thirteen more days. Thirteen more days, and I'll make it. All right. So uh, TFCs. Oh yeah, I have one. It, uh, Bleacher Nation from tonight. In my opinion, Bears should be stealing the kicking signs so that Eddie could make some kicks. Ooh. Are the Bears losing? The the Bears kicker fucking missing left and right. uh, Just sucking today. And 
Yeah. Crawley, you got yeah. anything? They got there. There's uh, I'm I'm looking it up right now. If you want to go ahead. Well, I've got one. Uh, it's you, Darvish. Because he said yesterday the Japanese media accidentally used my picture in a news report (laughs) about a hit-and-run incident where I was apparently the victim of the hit-and-run. Ah, now that I think of it, I certainly was the victim of the (laughs) hit-and-run. How the hell is Japanese media misreporting usually using you Darvish's picture with a Cubs hat on as the victim of a hit and run. Like somebody died. Do you think it was possibly tiny? You Darvish actually got hit by a car. I hope everybody could hear my, <laughs> because like, can you imagine mini Vish was hit? Minivish. We ne- that's no, that's what that was his name. Yes. Crawley. Did you ever meet mini Vish? I have not. No. I thought you were there that day because <laughs> there was a day we we met Minivish. That never worked out. I would try to get him on the show. He didn't speak English all that well. It was it was awkward. He thought I don't know what he thought. No, it was weird because he got hit by a, a tiny Tyke's car. <laughs> Everything about being Minivish was weird. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's why he never came on the show. So. Just uh, for your Patreon people out there, like, I've saved you from uh, confusion, really. Um, Carl, you got something? Yeah, Trevor Plouffe, former big leaguer, was mm-hmm. joking around, also with you, uh, Darvish, where he said, proof I didn't have used pitches. And you could see Trevor Plouffe literally flailing away <laughs> at a you Darvish ethos pitch. <laughs> I did enjoy uh, the Eric... Jer- uh, um, Dallas Braden, also a major league pitcher, um, responding to Eric Gerard, a random person with no blue check mark. Who Eric Gerard said, while the MLB is investigating, sorry, I'm drunk. This is gonna take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I told you at the beginning there of the are, podcast if you're still listening, yeah, screen. yeah, I I told you I was drinking vodka, and now it's it now it's hit. Uh, While the MLB is investigating, let's hope they don't forget to check on all the drumming at the A's games. You can bet some of that um, quote-unquote fun drumming is is signaling hitters. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The word signal. Yeah. uh, It's got a G and an N. Fuck, Fuck me. Is signaling hitters of pitches. At very least, end the drumming. The A's already get an unfair advantage with all the foul territory. Which they Wait, do have a, the, the, which that it, drumming has been there since the fucking A's were invented, right? No, this guy's There's stupid. like a one dude that's been around for like 40 years. No, no, you're thinking, thinking the of the A's Indians. Are only 40 years old. You're thinking but. of the Indians. They drum at the A's <laughs> games and it has nothing to do. It has the fact that. It, the only I thing thought there to, was a dude at the A's game, like one dude that drums. No, he's he's a yeah, Cleveland Indian fan, long time. John Adams is I, his name, actually. I you think there's an? Search. There might be a long time A's game uh, guy too. But Dallas right, Braden, an A's drummer that it's 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 elephant hoof beats. <laughs> <laughs> Ele- 
<laughs> Two elephant hoof, hoof beats in a garbage can means uh, knuckle curve. <laughs> God, they cheat. The yeah, entire been integrity using a garbage of the can, game. Though. He's been using a big drum. Well, Dallas Braden, who we've heard of, right, has replied. Um, he says, you know what, Eric? Consider this your invitation to come and sit amongst the drums. Airfare paid for. Tickets? Question mark. Done deal. I hesitate to offer you shelter. After all, you are one of the, your, like you are, uh, you're accusing our fans and players of cheating. Let's pick a date. We'll document the experience and everything. You in? You spelled with the letter U. So he offered this guy, uh, Eric Gerard. Airfare to an airs to an A's game and uh, no hotel, so he's got to pay the hotel. And then I would buy a hotel and a drum. But <laughs> exactly. So here's my TFC on your point. Um, BD uh, big, replies, big drum, whatever. Yeah, replies. <laughs> oh shit, that's a sweet deal. I also think the A's drums are an unfair advantage. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, at Let's Smack Bagels says... This is going to be good. I do also. (laughs) No, it's not good at all. (laughs) It's terrible. (laughs) It's the worst. Uh, Let's Smack Bagels is better. Yeah, so I guess that's the end of the show, huh? Well, I got one more. Talking Jake. Good. Good. I'm glad we didn't have to end there. Talking Jake said Astros PR after winning the ALCS. Wow, we might win the World Series. We got a lot of planning to do. Astros PR since the day after winning the ALCS. Our front office mocks domestic violence. We tried to ruin a reporter's career. We lost the World Series. Oh, yeah, and we cheat. Ah, that is fucking flexy. That, 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 the, can you imagine the Astros PR department? How, what, what an what a absolute shit show that's been. I mean, I might just turn in my resignation. If I worked there, if I was the Astros Twitter guy, I might just be thinking about moving on and doing you, something You else. think that that's not what a PR person fucking dreams about? They're like, God, I hope somebody <laughs> fucks up in this place so that I can fucking spin it. That'll be, you know, that, that that's like the fucking bottom of the ninth. But the, but the problem is, is, the is tip- spinning it bad. All well, the t- all the right, talented, right. all the all the real talents is working for Trump right now. Yeah, yeah, Charlie. I didn't say they were good at it. I'm saying they were looking forward to it. They yeah. just fucked it all up. They just stuck out people, in the bottom of the ninth. Most people in the bottom of the ninth just fucking swing and miss. God, well, they definitely had a few swing and misses, and some of those foul balls that hit you in the nuts. Oh, no. God, this whole fucking off season is hit us in the nuts. You Darvish. So far. That's one thing that's been great about this is that the U Darvish hitting the dude in the nuts has come back full full bore. When he threw it, he just fucking just banked it off the dude's cup. <laughs> yeah, that's that that is a wonderful moment in U Darvish history. But I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm really glad that it came back. Well, thank God for U Darvish Darvish in this off season. Because otherwise we'd have uh, not two hours of things to talk about on the Sun Ranzo show. But um, I fear 
our show has ended somehow. <laughs> I don't know that it did, but uh, Spagog? Spagog. My Thai guy, my Thai guy, steals the ball, children cry. Walk off Homer from Schwarber was wild Then my tie stole a ball from a child He was very happy Till he saw his Twitter feed My tie guy my tie guy, Twitter's pissed, don't reply. You reached over into the basket, elbowed out those bratty little kids. Now you're taking the Jerks yell at you on the street My tie guy My tie guy Dumb frat boys wanna fight But he doesn't deserve it at all Gave those kids a ball. Leave poor my tie in peace. Leave poor my tie in peace. Love you, Chris. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.